And now, our feature presentation. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I am your host, Ben, a.k.a. The Marvelous Iggy. And joining us is the Herald of the Tree of Might itself, Tyler! I'd just like to say that I do not have the type of green thumb for this. I don't know why I was hired on this. <laughs> Turles really needs to hire new help. Exactly. Alright, everybody. It is now time for the third movie in the Dragon Ball Z saga. And I think, jumping ahead of ourselves a little bit, the first official movie we can qualify where that Z actually qualifies It is Dragon Ball Z Tree of Might, uh, a.k.a. my first Dragon Ball movie that I watched when I was a kid. So let's let's go down memory road as I like to do with this one. When was your first time you watched this movie, uh, Tree of Might? Um, f- funny story about this one. This is one of the first Dragon Ball movies I actually heard about. Like uh, when I was doing research after uh, my uh, initial Dragon Ball Z hype train started with the uh, Goku Frieza fight back into Nam- the tsunami days. Right. I did some research on. Uh, uh, on what other media that there was for uh, Dragon Ball Z at the time. And I learned that there were already at least a few movies that were dubbed in English at that point. Um, and I tried ordering them um, in the early days of the internet on VHS, but, you know, no money, no avail. But So I can only just look in awe of this movie that I could probably never see. But... I didn't see it proper until I got the DVD collection, as I mentioned in the Dead Zone video. And uh, the only other experience I have with uh, the characters in this is from the Tenkaichi games, as I stated before, with Turles right. appearing in uh, in Tenkaichi 2, I believe? I, I have to take your word for that, because I have more remembering of the third game versus the first two, honestly. Yeah, the the roster is much more diverse than that one, whereas mm. uh, the scenarios in two are much more expansive. Yeah, and oh, that's that's, that's cool. So that's that's your experience with Tree of Might. Um, for me, this was I remember it was just on. I think it was on at a friend's house. We had just moved to my new to the suburbs. My mom got a new job, and um, yeah, and, and like he was just down the street. He's like, "You need to watch this. That thing that's on." It's like, what the fuck. And, like, all of a sudden you see, you know, what would be known as Turles and Goku and all the, the, the Z-Warriors. They're not officially called a thing in Japan, I don't think. Are they? I don't know. Um, no, it's just an English thing. It's an English thing. That seems like an English, English thing. like to clarify teams. Um, and so, like, I just I just remember being blown away by so much of the stuff that was happening. Um, you know, like, how cool it looked, how fast it looked, like, none of the cartoons that I had watched, like, what, what is this? It's just, like, it, it's one of those things that captures your mind, um, as a kid. Um, uh, let's see, and then let's, let's go ahead, I, I think that's pretty much for me, it was, like I said, uh, for those of you don't remember, or maybe you weren't born, which scares the ever-living shit out of me, the further I get older, it's like there were people not even born, um, who, this movie was not even made yet. Uh, actually, funny enough, I was barely born, because the Japanese release of this was uh, July nine, July seventh, nineteen ninety, and we didn't get it officially first till nineteen ninety seven, uh, and then like, it, and then of course they got re releases in nineteen ninety eight and two thousand six. I probably saw the 90, 1997 one. Yeah, uh, fun trivia about this movie, uh, and I don't recall if this was the case for Dead Zone or World Strongest, but. There was two versions of the Ocean dub. The first one uh, being the edited dub uh, for Tree of Might. 
and it was adapted into three regular episodes that took place during the Namek Saga. And there's an unedited cut of that one that was released a year later in 1998. And uh, we also have... Uh, this is probably uh, the only Dragon Ball Z movie that has the most English dubs out of all of them. There yeah. are the two ocean dubs that I mentioned. There's the 2006 Funimation dub that I'm assuming uh, is the one we both watched. Yes, that's um, the one that's on iTunes. Either that or the original there, Japanese yeah. dub, original Japanese there, voice acting. There's the French AB group, who you may know as the Big Green dub. And there's also the infamous Malaysian dub, known as Speedy. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Like, it feels like this movie is, like, the the one people remember the most of in terms of, like, maybe if you're a casual watcher. Um, I do remember that uh, when they put this in on Toonami, like, like they split up in the parts. I don't think that's the one I saw. I could... It, it's been so long. It's been over 20 years since that happened. But, like, it feels like I remember both watching it and the unedited version when it was released as a movie because... For a while, Toonami would show um, Dead Zone, World's Strong, World Strongest, Entry of My, and like back to back on weekends, like a whole bunch. Like that was their thing, especially because at that time, 1997, 1998, Dragon Ball Z was on fucking fire with uh, like catching all like middle schoolers and high schoolers like around the world by storm. So that's when, even though Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball had been around since the 80s. And in you know by in the nineties it doesn't really hit worldwide phenomenal status until it comes to the Americas with that which is really interesting. Um, so it's it's Japanese title which is I'm gonna try to pronounce this Dragon Ball Zeto Chikuyu Marugoto Choko Sensen. I think that's how it's pronounced. I could be wrong. It literally Please don't means me. a super decisive bas- battle for Earth, which is pretty much every Dragon Ball. Uh, that's not, that's like you can just. <laughs> apply that to exactly so let's go ahead and break it down before getting any further uh this is directed by daisuke nishio who i believe directed yeah, he, did the, he directed the last one too uh screenplay by taoko koyama um with uh and we'll get in this is uh starring sean chemel as goku stephanie nadoni as gohan um uh christopher arsabat as icarus who i don't believe is named in the movie um, no, uh, Gohan names him Icarus, and in the Japanese version, he's called Haya Dragon. Okay. Uh, I might have overlooked that part. I was doing laundry at the same time. Uh, uh, Sonny Strat as uh, Krillin, uh, Christopher Sabat as Yamcha, uh, John uh, Burmeiger as Tian Shen Burmeier. Burmeier, thank you very much. Um, uh, Chao Tzu as uh, Monica Antonelli as Chao Tzu, Piccolo as Christopher Sabat, uh, Cynthia Kranz as Chi Chi, Tiffany Vollmer as Bulma. Brad Jackson playing Oolong, um, Monica Antelli playing Pular, uh, Mike McFarlane as Mr. Roshi, uh, Sean Chemo voices King Kai? Really? Oh yeah, okay. he's been doing it since uh, the early Funimation days. Uh, when <laughs> Goku and uh, King Kai are together, he's pretty much just talking to himself. Nice. <laughs> um, uh, Chris Archibald as Shenron, and Turles is played by uh, Christopher, Chris Patton. Uh, Dyes uh, is played by Mark Lancaster. I'm on uh, Paul Slavins and Kauko, Kauko as Jeff, John- uh, Jeff Johnson's Kauko. Um, Raisin, okay, is Rob McCallum. Yeah. Rob McCallum plays both Raisin and Lacasse. Lacasse. Yeah, they're Lacasse. twins, so it makes sense. Okay, so there you go. A lot of jobbers, basically. So, like, we talked about how the first two movies had that Dragon Ball spirit, right? The martial yeah. arts. 
the the fighting, the more intimateness. It was a little bigger. This one, I feel like okay, they're really shifting into that Dragon Ball Z, like what we know, what we, we eventually would know as Dragon Ball Z uh, side of storytelling. Yeah, this is pr- this is the movie that shifts into full Z mode, like. It's just all power-ups, all brute strength, uh, all key blasts, all that good shit. Yeah. Uh, and, like, there's a little bit of the whimsy at the beginning. So, like, it pretty much, the, like, like where they're, they're at a picnic. I, I feel like a lot of these movies have them camping somewhere. I might, like, am I wrong? I feel, I, I well, feel like... The, yeah, it, you're, you're not wrong. Uh, this starts out in Cooler's Revenge as well. Okay, yeah, Cooler's Wrench does it. I think one of the Broly movies does it. Maybe the Bio Broly. Maybe the Bio Broly movie does it. I no, don't it's know. the second one that does that. Se- Wait, there's three. Bro- okay, whatever. Anyways, well, technically there's four now, right? Because yeah, Super there's Broly. four. Okay, yeah, Super Broly's the best one. Believe it or not. Yeah, we're gonna end it on that one, which is that's a good way to end it. Um, Hell yeah! So like, uh, I mean, there's kind of that whimsicalness with Gohan is like, um, you know, uh, like they're Cal Camping, Krillin, Bulma. Yamcha, not Yamcha, Krillin, Bulma, Puar, Oolong. Oolong. Puar's not there, right? No. Um, no, he's, uh, she's with Yamcha buying his new car. Right, and like, and Gohan has like this like really big backpack and he has all this stuff, books, and he has a whole bunch of other things with it, which probably added in the English dub. Um, and like that part, like that initial part is all very wholesome and then uh, pretty much when like uh, a probe lands on Earth and it causes an explosion... Um, fire rains throughout the forest, and I, I actually thought this sequence was pretty cool, where Gohan and Krillin basically use their 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 energy, I guess, to basically fan out the flames. Yeah, and also uh, destroying the forest as well. But it's pretty much already fucked at this point. Anyway. Yeah, by by that point, the flames have already done their damage. You know, so and uh, and because I guess again this movie's not canon let's just answer that right out of the way this movie can't be fucking canon uh, it uh, is and it isn't but we'll get to that soon yeah. enough I'm wagering okay we'll, we'll get to the end so basically uh, Gohan and Krillin feel sad and and like they kind of all they, what's weird this is this real awkward like look cause like it's not written but they kind of just look at each other and like are you thinking what I'm thinking I'm thinking what you're thinking party at Master Dragon Balls and like they like wait no we're not thinking <laughs> okay but they all pretty much go after the Dragon Balls. They recruit the other Z uh, warriors. Uh, so this is this is actually the first time we get to see like Tien and Yamcha and and uh, and um, Chaozu on the team, which because those were not initial early on Dragon Ball stables, but like they were there in the like the latter half of the series. Yeah. Um, also, it's Yamcha worth mentioning that there were like uh, three other Dragon Ball movies that we're not covering, and yeah. uh, they did appear in those. Yeah, but we just decided to not do that to just to focus on the Z stuff. Yeah, uh, just because it it just maybe, maybe at some point we'll do those at another point. Maybe we'll do watch alongs for those if you guys are interested in that. Because um, I'm pretty sure th- those are all available via streaming, hopefully. Um, and yeah, and so pretty much they they want to use the dragon to bring the forest back. Um, unbeknownst to them, is that the probe that was sent was seeming by an alien force. And they want to plant this tree of might, which basically suck out, basically pull a Galactus, suck out all the life of the planet to give power to our their leader, the commander Turles, who we'll get into him later. And pretty much that's the main plot of it. And it's up to the Z Warriors to basically remove the tree of might from Earth. See, that's the tree of might stuff. 
I feel like that's the part that that's a little bit Dragon Ball because it's a little bit more like yeah, they're space aliens, but here's a gigantic tree. Yeah, and there's also a neat little piece of lore tied to the tree as well. Uh, something that they don't uh, that they kind of allude to that happens later on in the series, like in the Japanese version. The tree of might produces a fruit that only the Kaioshin are allowed to eat. But in the English sub, they just say that it's for the eternal dragons. Which is kind of weird, because the only one we see is Shenron. Right. And I we don't have... think we've seen Purunga at this point. No. Either. No, we won't see. Because si- if I'm remembering my, my English reviewing timeline right, they're barely on... Either the Saiyan Saga is happening right now, or it's ending, and they're barely going dynamic. So we have no... I'm probably like... going to jump ahead and say that this is probably the alternate... F- this takes place in the alternate future that Trunks comes from. Probably, yeah, that would make sense, yeah. Or instead of Vegeta and Nappa coming down, it's it's these guys. Um, it would have to be, because most of the main characters in this movie are fucking dead in the Right, exactly. Story. They can't be. So it, it feels like a... like a it, it, Tree of Might, in a way, feels like a redone version of this. A truncated version of the Saint Saga, but with different characters. I mean, like, let, let's talk about the man himself. Let's talk about Turles. Um who is uh, the main villain, and the biggest thing is that, or Tullus, I guess he's put on in, Jap- in the Japanese version. Um, His name is a pun on lettuce. Oh, is that it is? Okay, I thought it was because of Turtle. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But okay. I've learned recently that uh, his his name is a Japanese pun on the word lettuce, which is weird because every other sand name are, is usually a pun on the English word for vegetables, but right. Turtles is the only exception to the rule. Yeah, and it's weird. So he's a Saiyan, and he's kind of like it's weird because like the, in in the beginning of the movie, he's like you see him all cloaked up. Personally, I think he looks cooler cloaked up like that. Um, Absolutely. And for some reason, it's never given any reason, um, but he looks exactly like Goku. Um, it seems weird at first, but yeah. there is supplementary uh, material that isn't in this movie. To in all fairness, but. The canon reason why he looks like Goku is because he's a lower-class Saiyan, right? And right. Uh, in terms of uh, the Saiyan race, there are, like, three echelons. The lower-class dudes that all look like Goku. There's the there's the elites who look um, more unique to each other. Nappa's a good example of this. So where does Raditz then, fall into that, then? He's a lower-class as well. Uh, he just, he just, he just, he just looks hair. different for the sake of being different. Yeah. Because, like, if you would have told me that Turles was Goku's brother, because I, I think that was, like, kids either, like, you made, people, kids made it up, um, like, like oh, that's Goku's twin brother, because you could totally believe that shit. Yeah, you could believe it, uh, but, and there are some dubs that say that he is directly related to Goku, but it's pretty much not the case. He's just another saying that just happened to dis- avoid the destruction of their planet. Exactly. So yeah. So like, I remember being like intimidated by him because he has a cool armor. So I like his armor coloring. Um, it's like the all black. Like, it's like dark blue with black. It's a very good look versus like Vegeta and Nappa's like bright, a white and yellow and blue and blue tights. Uh, Trunks only wore the the hot pants for this one. Um. So yeah. Uh, he's. He's pretty much he's pretty much Vegeta, but not as like not as loud or obnoxious. Yeah, he's much more subdued than Vegeta is. Like 
He's definitely not as he's definitely more he's definitely as vicious because there's one like one part of the movie I won't forget is uh Turles is beat Goku's ass bad, knocks him onto one of the trunks of the tree, and just proceeds to like key blast the hell out of Goku like violently and Kudos on the animation team for doing this because like, Goku is just writhing in pain, and you see bits of his gi just tear off. Like ah, that's how you know shit gets real anime when the clothing gets torn gets it's torn off by fighting. That's how you know like oh, okay, this is this is not good. Um, but you better, it powers them up, especially in Goku's case. Yes, and it did, and, and for the most part. But like, I like I. Re- it's. I wonder, like, why the hell did Turles stick in my memory versus like Doctor Wheelow, who is arguably a more memorable villain, um, versus Turles? It's mostly because he looks like the main character. That's that pretty much uh, the main thing of it. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy, isn't it? How like this this guy? I shit. I wanted. I know. I wanted him in Dragon Ball Fighters. Just put him in there. You already have the other Goku. Just put Turles in there. Um, I mean, we already got Goku Black, so it's a bit redundant at this point. True. That's yeah, you're you're right about that, but it's it's weird. Um, I don't know. Um, I think he's a fine villain. I think like in terms of establishing that, like you wanted to make this film more in line to what the current the show is going like, and a lot more. Like Raditz was definitely a vicious villain. You know, he like he was no joke. Um, what I do like is that, and, and I feel like this is a fucking running theme with Dragon Ball Z, and I'm not complaining about it. Uh, but like they really go out of their way to make the heroes look like punks, like just yeah. get just get outclassed in every way. Um, That's a common theme in Dragon Ball in general. the The secondary characters are just there to get their asses kicked and make the main characters look better. Right. Yeah. So like um, Goku. So and I think anything else to say on Turles? I think he's cool. Um, I like his. I, I like how he dies. I like how he dies. Like that was yeah. that was sick. So Turles, like, um I guess nobody had on ourselves, Goku after being like sort of beaten the fuck down, um he's like Goku's like giving this speech of like I am powered by Mother Nature and shit. Um, you know. Um and it's pretty much like a me- it's like a Mexican standoff between you, which the gunslinger duel, like who's gonna pull first? And um Goku's being the classic trope of going through the energy thing. Uh, hits the spirit bomb with Turles, and Turles just straight up shoots. Is still alive. Shoots with the spirit bomb up the tree. So he, I just kept here going, ow, 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 because he's hitting like hard wood while also being engulfed by pure energy. I don't know what the spirit bomb would it light you on fire? I guess it would. I don't know. Um, no, it, it just, just uh, blows you the fuck up. That's yeah. what happened in the Vegeta fight. Pretty much, yeah. Um. So yeah, great, great finale. But were his minions basically just recycled versions of the Ginyu Force? No, the Ginyu Force hadn't shown up yet in this point in the series. I don't so think. the Ginyu uh, Force are recycled with these dudes. Then. Nah, man, the Ginyu Force is way better than these guys. Well, in terms of archetypes, because you you have the big dude, you have that's Raccoon. You have the small dude, and then you have the two cronies who are dumb fast, like. I feel like it's just reusing characters at this, reusing tropes at this point, and I just found that like, wait, are these, these the Ginyu Force? I get, and I guess you're right. They 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 do produce the Ginyu Force, but I just found that similarity. It's really, more like really funny. it's more like the dollar store variant, if you really think about it. But True. we're not getting to that until a few movies in. 
Uh, I have no idea what you're referring to, but I look forward to that. I do like <laughs> I do like the minions more this time, except for the midget dude. He was he was kind of unforgettable and gets jobbed out pretty quickly. But the the robot who would basically use his like jets, like he, he would open up panels. I thought that was cool. Yeah, that dude looks cool. I'm surprised he doesn't uh, appear in more Dragon Ball media. Right. You got so many characters they could use, but no, nah, we'll just use the the tense saying we just invented. Um, <laughs> we'll use uh, Vegeta's little brother Tarbol that we just mentioned. Wait, what? <laughs> Are you going to explain? Yeah, Vegeta. Yeah, Vegeta has a younger brother named Tarbol who is a who is a complete bitch, by the way. Okay. Wow. Opposite. Vegeta Tarbol. Wow. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> it's like you're saying Charles Barker Turbo. Um, so like, <laughs> like they're cool. I, I will give the this movie the credit that they. I do like the I do like the villain the the sub villains a lot better in terms of design, and like God, you know just and number once again Yamcha gets fucking thrown in a ditch. It's like again he can't he can't it's help fate it at this point. Yeah, exactly. It's like one timeline in in regards the timeline, Vegeta is gonna get punked in a, into a crater. I mean, yep. Yamcha, Yamcha's gonna get punked into a crater. Um, you know, it's like they barely got any offense. I, I won't lie to you, man. I did not find the fights as entertaining as I did the last two movies. Yeah, it's probably just our uh, adult minds uh, being uh, jaded to. Um, you know, Yelling. we're so used to the kung fu fighting in the last two movies. And yeah, those were so great. Those are so good, and like. I, I I understand, right? You know, you, you want to keep it closer to the show at the time, but like, there's so much yelling and there was so much key blasting. I'm like, okay, this is it's and honestly, it's interesting, and I'm curious to see how it, like how further it progresses as we get further along in these movies, like how much it loses that Dragon Ball ness because um, we're kind of we're kind of talking over it, but I guess we'll go back to it in a moment. But like. The fights just, they were fun, they were visually well done, but, like, that's just because that's what we grew up with, I think? Yeah. Versus, like... like it was it was something that we'd never seen before, which which is why it was amazing, but... Right. Since we've seen this type of fighting so many times before, it just kind of gets old. Yeah, it doesn't feel as special, versus, like, the last two movies, which, again, we both saw, but maybe not has most memory, um, like... Like we, I think as adults we can appreciate that um, uh, the, the 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 animation and the cl- and the close combat stuff. I think we can appreciate that more um, versus like say just the blasting again. I think some of it's done well. I think when when it does get close combat, uh, Turles is is brutal and vicious to Goku and some of the other Z warriors. But for the most part, it's just yelling at each other and just blasting each other to hell. Yeah, it's it just stops being fun at that point. Yeah, so let's talk about Gohan, and it, it seems like obviously it doesn't happen in the main story, timeline, um, but it feels like Toriyama or somebody wanted Gohan to be the protagonist for this series. While as he, like, but we got to see him grow up like like Goku. Yeah, it's pretty much a foreshadowing that kind of uh, hits its head at the end of the Cell games. Right, ex- exactly. And, like, I, I like that because a lot... I, if there's a main character in this movie, it's Gohan's. And Gohan's whole story is that um, he finds... He helps a baby dragon who would become Icarus. Uh, sorry, I can't help but say baby dragon, but in, in Joy Willis, baby dragon. Um, it's time. all good. Uh, so... 
uh, he helps show the, the little dragon who eventually become Icarus, and um, unfortunately, Gohan, like, he's much more like his dad than he realizes that he's just willing to jump into danger at any point in time. Versus, like, that's why I don't like Dragon Ball Z a bridge, because I feel like it's kind of twisted Gohan's character to, like, I just fucking hate my dad, versus, like, Gohan doesn't hate his dad, he loves his dad. Yeah, it's kind of weird, that contrast. Um, but, uh, unfortunately he gets bodied by Turles, and he, Gohan magically re- Okay, so, are we going to assume at some point that Gohan had the tail- Got it cut off, and that in this instance, somehow, the tail came out, or is the tail just under his pants the entire time? Okay, so, this is going into my, um, the Trunks timeline thing. Um, so, this is assuming that Vegeta and Nappa didn't hear about the Dragon Balls, uh, Right. After uh, Raditz was killed, Because they couldn't have, because how the fuck did our, the the Dragon, the, the Z Warriors use them... To resurrect, to ha- like restore the forest. How the hell did that happen? Yeah, yeah. This is assuming that they just don't bother going to her because they got no reason to. Right. Um. So, all right. Where was I going with this? Uh, with Gohan. Okay. Yeah. Uh. So in the original timeline, uh, Gohan kind of magically grows back his tail so that he turns into the Great Ape and defeats Vegeta once and for all. Right. So I'm assuming that. In the year between Rats' death and uh, Turles and the Space Pirates coming to Earth to plant the Tree of Might, he grew his tail back. But after that, the tails don't really come back anymore, uh, in the main story anyway. It does come back in the next few movies, though. Okay. So, yeah, I, I just thought I was like, I kept trying to randify it. I, I personally put it like, okay, maybe the, the tail is just tucked in so to hide his... His, his, you know, the the weirdness of it. Because I think in... There is there is one thing that they added in the abridged movie uh, for this movie called Christmas Tree of Might, by the way. Lovely. Uh, when Turles uh, gets uh, Gohan uh, pinned down on the ground, he uh, pretty much just presses on his back and he makes his tail grow back. Like, I like that. That's weird. That's like, oh, it's like the tail is just in his... In his... That's, that's weirder to me than just like, eh, it's, it's just hiding in the... They just have it in the clothing. Um... Just saying biology is weird is what I'm trying to say. But, yeah. like, uh, we do get the first instance here in the, in the movie of Ozuru. Ozaru. Uh, I always yeah, forget. Yeah, Ozaru. The Ozaru. Great Ape. Yeah, which is cool. But I love... This is the, the, the Dragon Ball bit of it, right? This is, like, the little hint of Dragon Ball where um, Goku is getting the squeeze the fuck out of his life. And, I, again, I, I, I have problems with Dragon Ball Z Bridge. But I'll never not laugh at the squeaky toy Goku bit. Uh, which yeah, is that's a great bit. That's never not a great bit. Um, I think they do it again, like, later on, I think. Um, yeah, they do it a few more times during the Frieza fight and during uh, the final battle against Cell. It's great. It's a great bit. But um, instead of... And, and it's it's always terrifying to see... I always love how Ozuru was, cons- uh, was considered, like, the, the end. Because that was the thing with Dragon Ball. That Goku could transform into this giant ape monster. We just didn't know he was an alien thing. He just thought it was like, oh, mystical, mystical shit. Um, Gohan does go on a rampage. And I do love how they capture the brutality and like how dangerous this. Uh, like, how tall are they supposed to be? What, two hundred feet tall? Hundred feet tall? They're big. They're supposed to be about fifty feet for the little child scenes, anyway. Okay. Uh, in the next movie, Bardock. Uh, 
the adult Saiyan uh, great apes are much bigger. Okay. It's still pretty damn big, especially when you have the, the Tree of Might in, as, as like a reference. Like You can see how big he is. Um, but Icarus, the, the dragon who Gohan helped save uh, early on, shows up. And in, like, in normal instances, you would think the animal instinct inside that is fully controlling Gohan's mind. Uh, he doesn't. He starts playing with the dragon. He's like, he, and, and Goku is just like, yeah. And um, I find it, and like, and so eventually Goku cuts off uh, uh, on Cell. By the way, there's child nudity in this, and like, especially yeah. in this version. So just, just wa- watch where you're watching because all it takes is for some random stranger, like, why, are you, why is that little kid naked? That's all it takes, and then you're in trouble, and the FBI is at your house. Just be careful. Why? Jeff, why Toho Animation? Did you have to like just just put clothes on him, put a little dust Listen, on man, him? Goku just... isn't uh, isn't uh, rich enough to to afford Incredible Hulk pants. I guess, I guess. I don't mean I want to see a little kid nude on on here. That's all. But it's it's not long. It's just weird. Um, it's just weird. Um, but overall, I thought this movie was fine. I didn't think yeah. it was bad. Um. But I thought, man, I wanted more of that martial arts action from the first two movies. Yeah, it's kind of sad in hindsight. Like, out of the three movies that take place during the Sand Saga, this one is ironically the weakest, uh, even though it leans more towards the high-octane uh, right. Dragon Ball Z action that we'll get used to from here on in. Most people and- will, like, appreciate, probably like this one, and I was in this favor up until I saw re- once I started rewatching these. Like, I would have... Oh, yeah, Tree of Might's my favorite. It's the best. I'm like, now I'm like, eh, it's fine. It's okay. Like, it's harmless enough. Yeah, it's, it's not It's not a bad movie. It sounds like we're shitting on it, but it's just... It doesn't... That high that we both got from those... Especially after God, World's, World's, I think World's Strongest is my favorite so far out of the three we've done. Um, it just doesn't hit as, as hard, you know? Yeah, it's just one of those things that... Uh... That's a consequence of getting older, I guess. Yeah, and it's. I'm curious if, like, if anybody listened to this, if you're a young Dragon Ball Z fan and you, you are in, like, what do you think of these movies? It's, that's it's it's always kind of interesting the generational aspect of it all, because uh, that's what turned me away from Super was, uh, you know, just like, oh, it's the same, it's the same shit. Okay, um, versus this, I know what I'm getting into. Uh, any other notes that we miss, Bunny? Uh, let's see. Uh, there is one thing. Uh, Goku does use uh, the Kaioken multiplier over ten in this movie. Yeah. Over eight months before he does it in the actual manga. It's so, just, I found yeah. that interesting. I wonder if that was like a uh, a selling point of, um, of like, come watch this movie to see Goku do this thing before he does it in, in the... In the manga, at least for kids, and in- doesn't really amount to much anyway because he still gets his ass kicked when he uses it. Right? Yeah, got Turles ain't no play. Like seriously, Vegeta, who Turles is the bomb, um, especially when he eats that fruit, man. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's like twenty sensu beans right there. Yeah, they should bring they you know fucking bring the tree of might concept back because I do that visual of the tree of might. You know, there's something cool like about like again that's that's probably my favorite. That's probably one of my favorite aspects of this movie. It's just that big-ass tree in the background, this mystical tree, and how you see the earth dying. You see rivers dry up. You, they God, they reused that shot of the... of the I think, not a camel. It's a deer, I think. Yeah, it's a deer. Deer constantly collapsing and multiple... They love using that shot. 
Um, God, we're doing another series with, with, with stock footage. What, or that would get used for stock footage for something for other things. Um, I just find it funny. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we've said all that needs to be said. Uh, let's go to our Dragon Radar. Tyler, how many... Dra- I guess, you know, we should really start get, give these out of seven because there's seven Dragon Balls, but whatever, we'll just do out of five. The last two have, yeah. have been lost to time. Tyler, how many Dragon Balls out of five do you give... Um, Dragon Ball Z Tree of Might. I will give this a solid two and a half uh, star ball out of five. I know that's not a real thing, but that's what I'm going to stick by. Uh, This is the beginning of the Z transition, for the movies anyway. And uh, it hasn't really aged well, uh, especially when you compare it to the last two movies, which have uh, much better animation quality in the fight choreography. Uh, I feel like the plot is a bit, uh, a little interesting. Like, the the concept of the Tree of Might is really cool. Uh, Turles could have been interesting if he wasn't just a Vegeta rehash. Um, the side villains were uh, pretty neat, although pretty lacking in personality. It's just a harmless movie overall. Uh, I think he could do way worse when it comes to Dragon Ball movies. Yeah, I'm gonna echo with you two and a half star balls out of five. Um, it's it's definitely okay. I think if I was shot longer and the, you know that energy was there, it was good. Uh, I think some of the animation is so good. Some of the you know the flying sections are so really nice in their own right. It's just it's appreciating something at a different level. It's just uh, doing something that I was I was hoping we would get one more movie of just like close con close action like we did. Cool sequences, how Turles dies really, is really, really good. Um, some interesting stuff. But overall, just doesn't slap the way the first two movies did. Um, so there you go. Uh, next week, though, we're going to come back to one I have only seen once and have barely any memories of. Tyler, do you want to tell the audience what we're watching next week? Next week, we will be watching a prequel story of all things, uh, which not only uh, gives us insight on the Saiyan race and the Frieza Force, but it's also the origin of Goku himself. Uh, so next week, catch us for the first TV special, Bardock, the father of Goku. Okay, there you go. Uh, all right, everybody. So thank you for joining us. Tyler, please plug your stuff before uh, before we go. You can follow me on Twitter at hey, it's that tie. Check the pinned tweet to, t- to take you to my YouTube channel, Home of Tire Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. Awesome. And you can find me at twitter.com slash marvelousiki for all things related to the marvelous one. And um, you can I stream live four times a week at twitch.tv slash iggy2814 on Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all live at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Check the schedule to see what games I'm playing that week. Um, and, of course, go to charge.com for all for the very show you're listening to, as well as our other shows, uh, including we're doing Christmas watch-alongs for the month of December. And we'll be, the game, the the Charge Gamescast will be on hiatus till January. And once we come back, our first show will be our Game of the Year show. That's going to be a big, beefy one. So look forward to that. And of course, the Charge Shot uh, Wrestling Slam is still continuing. Uh, this episode that's live now. Uh, previous one will be Bash of the Beats 2000. One of the worst instances of where like wrestling got too real. And then the one that will go live because Thomas and I love pain. Um, it will be Slambery 2000, um, where David Arquette is your WCW Heavyweight Champion. Yes, you heard me right. Oh, I heard about that. David Arquette, actor, was a heavyweight wrestling heavyweight champion. So, 
Come join this production. You should have known better than to trust someone from Hollywood. Yeah. Thank you all for listening, everybody. We'll see you all next week for Bardock, Father of Goku. I'm the Marvelous Ziggy. And remember to give your energy. Have a good night, everybody. Let us rest for now. Eh? See what I did there? Thank you for watching at Cinema Shot Theater.